Hi, this is Mark Rabin. Welcome to episode 136 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a post from April 20th, 2016, and it was titled Updates, NICU Innovation, Labs, MLB Netting, VA Waiting, and Cheating. Now, I recently saw some updates and new details related to some topics I've covered here on the blog in the past, so I'm combining them into a bit of a batch update. So in this post, we cover everything from a hospital uh, neonatal intensive care unit to baseball to healthcare waiting times and a scandal there that won't die. So first, the innovative Franciscan NICU mattress cover. Now you might remember a post in a video from almost exactly a year ago uh, on the blog. It's titled Franciscan Kaizen Video Number 7 from Kaizen to Innovation in the NICU. And you can find links to all of this in the older posts by going to leanblog.org slash audio 136. Now, it's a story from a visit to Franciscan St. Francis Health in Indianapolis, where my healthcare Kaizen co-author Joe Schwartz leads their lean efforts throughout the system. Now, in the NICU, they've implemented hundreds of staff-driven improvements, lots and lots of little changes. But sometimes people get innovative, and as a NICU nurse, um, Kelly, as she describes in that video, she designed a special cover for the special gel mattresses they use, um, that are easier to change. And long story short, this helps prevent pressure ulcers. So two weeks ago when I was back at Franciscan, or about uh, almost a month ago now, I was back at Franciscan for an event we called Kaizen Live. I was told that the manufacturer of that special mattress now provides covers that are the same or similar to Kelly's design. Um, covers where the slit goes down the length of the cover and, instead of being like a pillowcase with the opening at the end. So they're providing that to their customers, and that means more nurses and more babies will get to benefit from Kelly's innovation and the, the result of this supportive uh, Franciscan culture. So it's, uh, it's really impressive. That's uh, it's a great job. And really encourage you to go and, and check out the video behind this update. So second update, better primary care and less waiting. Now last June, I wrote a post titled, A Tale of Two Clinics, What I Wish My Primary Care Could Be, where I lamented that it took me many weeks to get basic lab results, while Dr. John Toussaint could get results back during his appointment as a patient at a Theta Care clinic. Now that I finally moved back to the DFW area, I'm much happier with my primary care provider that I've established here. Uh, he's part of the Baylor Scott and White Health System. They have better technology and a better process. So here's what happened. One, I went in for a blood draw on Friday morning. And, and by the way, you know it's a skilled phlebotomist when you don't even really feel the needle. Two, over the weekend, I got a notification and I could see the test result, the actual number in my patient portal iPhone app, not just notification that the, the lab test was done, but I could see the number. Three, um, this, this morning, uh, it was actually uh, on Monday after the weekend, the, the doctor's office sent an electronic message saying that I should continue the same dose on the medication, and they asked if I needed another refill. So this is way better than uh, the process and the care I was receiving in San Antonio, where I waited for weeks to get a test result. It's so much better than playing phone tag or trying to deal with paper and faxes and a follow-up visit just to get that number, that piece of data. So I think it's a great example of when uh, technology and a better process work together for the benefit of the patient, in this case, me. So third update, MLB puts fan safety first. 
So again, last year, I wrote about the dangers to fans at Major League Baseball games after I visited Boston and saw a story in the news about a woman being hit in the head with a flying bat in the stands. That was a blog post titled, A Lean Guy Reads the Boston Papers, Facts, Respect, and Baseball Fan Risks. So in that post, I wrote about the time I saw a professional baseball game in Tokyo and how the Tokyo Dome had netting that ran all the way down the left field and right field lines to protect the fans from foul balls or, or bats or what have you. Now, at the time, the MLB Players Association, the, the Players Union, was advocating for the netting to be installed in American ballparks, I, I guess putting safety first, safety for the fans who are not part of that union. Um, but owners and the league were resistant because the fans might complain that their view is being uh, blocked or interfered with a bit. So recently here in 2016, Major League Baseball actually agreed to recommend the netting. And it said in, in this announcement, MLB announced in December, I guess 2015, recommendations to extend safety netting at ballparks to the ends of both dugouts. So that's not as far as it was in, in Japan, but better than um, it, it had been in major league parks and anywhere within 70 feet of home plate. Some organizations already met those benchmarks while most e either extended their netting to the recommended distance or stretched it beyond. Now, even with the netting, fans really do need to pay attention when they're sitting close to the field. I mean, this happened recently in Tampa. There was an article titled Rays Fix Netting at Tropicana Field Day After Woman Hit by Foul Ball. So what happened if there was netting? From the article, it says... The ball went through a small gap in the protective netting behind an area for photographers. Stadium workers were on the field Saturday adjusting the netting on both the first and third base sides. There's a quote, having that hole covered is probably a little peace of mind for the fans sitting there today. So I think it goes to show that sometimes what we might call a countermeasure isn't a perfect solution. Should they have identified the risk from that gap? Well, well, maybe. But they've at least reacted to the hole and the gap being there. Maybe it's an example of plan, do, study, adjust, and the need to keep your eyes on the game, not your phone. Okay, final update. VA people continue gaming the system. So on a more serious subject, as if being hit in the head with a baseball or a bat isn't serious enough, it seems like there are still systemic organizational problems in the Veterans Administration. So I've written a number of posts about, quote, gaming the system or fudging the numbers as that occurred across the country when patient appointment time, waiting time targets weren't being met within the VA. I mean, at the time, the inspector general, which is part of the federal government, admitted that the waiting time targets that were set were unrealistic, the term they use, but people were still being rewarded or punished based on hitting those goals or not hitting them. So when it's easier to game the system than it is to improve the system, that's a recipe for gaming and fudging and cheating. Uh, there's, uh, there's a Britishism, uh, fiddling with the figures that I heard the other day, I think, on uh, BBC World Service. Uh, I love that term. That's a new one for me, fiddling with the figures. Now, th these are all systemic problems. And when we have systemic problems, firing individuals probably won't help if you don't go and fix the system. So is either problem, the long, the long waits or the cheating, um, solved by replacing the head of the VA or firing a number of managers? Well, here's a headline from a few weeks ago. VA bosses in seven states falsified vets' wait times for care. It said in the USA Today. 
But VA whistleblowers say schedulers are still manipulating wait times. Shay Wilkes, co-director of a group of more than 40 whistleblowers from VA medical facilities in more than a dozen states, said the group continues to hear about it from employees across the country who are scared to come forward. The article continues, until the VA decides it truly wants to change its corrupt and poor culture, those who work on the front lines and possess the true knowledge related to the VA's continued data manipulation will, be, will remain quiet and in hiding because of fear of workplace harassment and retaliation, said Wilkes, who is a social worker at the VA Medical Center in Shreveport, Louisiana. So my final comment here, you have to fix the system, and that includes eliminating fear that prevents people from speaking up and eliminating targets that prevent people from doing the right thing. So again, if you'd like to see the articles referenced in this post, um, when you have a chance, go online. You might be listening to this while you're, you're driving or out walking or biking or something. Go to leanblog.org slash audio 136 to, to see the post and all of the links. Thanks for listening.